Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. The leading answer that from children when they ask what they would like more of in life was quality time with their father. Children want their dad's love, they want their dad's approval. But you know what I've discovered when you raise them right, when we raise them right, that they still need their father's love and approval, just like you and I need our father's love and approval. And never outgrow the need for that. Jesus had it. That voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son, and I am so pleased. If Jesus needs it, we need it. Children need a protector. They need a provider. They need a priest of the home. But today I want to zero in specifically. We could talk about all of that, about a prophet. Everybody say father and prophet. Now remember when we talk about a father, we're talking about father figures as well. Thank God for father figures in our life that God sends into our lives to supply the need for us. Isaiah 38, 19 says this, the living, the living man, he shall praise you as I do this day. Watch this. The father shall make known your truth to the children. The father shall make known your truth to the children. There is truth And it needs to be made known. Hear me now, some of you that passed by. We must, people in this house, hear me, those watching online. We must stand for truth. Truth has not changed just because society and culture have. A lie is still a lie. Wrong is still wrong, and right is still right. We must declare truth. Children want boundaries that need to be enforced. Even if their flesh screams and cries out. Anybody understand what I'm saying? Like ours does. God, I want to do what I want to do. But when children need those boundaries, sometimes you might see some tantrums at the end of the day, but I'm telling you, one day they'll come back and say, thank you. Can I get an amen in the house this morning? Children need a father that is wise, loving, and courageous enough to enforce right attitude and behavior. Proverbs 17.6, and this is powerful, says, children's children are the crown of old men. (laughs) Spoil them and send them home. It's the privilege reserved for us. It's our right. All the grandparents in here say, it's my right. (laughs) You know, amen, amen. Children's children are the crown of old men and the glory of children are their fathers. Man, that's powerful. 
So God has a challenge for us today. Here it is. I want us to live legacy-minded. Are you hearing me? Live legacy-minded. Legacy means, listen, I'm thinking big. I, I tell you what, no small thinkers in this house. Somebody say, no small thinking. I'm telling you, legacy-minded means I am thinking big. I am believing big. You can't do a lot about your past, but you can do something significant about your future. I need to live my life not only in light of the past, but also in the light and revelation of the future. Because legacy-minded, here, here, let me define legacy-minded. Legacy-minded means I'm thinking at least three generations. I'm thinking at least three generations into the future. Acts 2, we all know the scripture. In the last days, how many of you believe we're in the last days? Boy, just watch the news. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Young men shall dream dreams. Old men shall have vision. It's, 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 I think I said that backwards, but it's, it's three generations right there. On my handmaidens, I will pour out my spirit. It's not, it's, it's, it's not just about the guys. It, It affects all of us. That's what it means to live Legacy-minded, to live in the light of the future. Three generations. Old men dream dreams. Male and females alike. But listen to this. There is warfare taking place for the minds and the hearts of our children. I said there is warfare taking place for the minds and the hearts of our children and of our grandchildren. Great families, great nations, and great churches. I said, great families, great nations, and great churches see their children as their greatest asset when it comes to the future. All you teachers in here, coaches, all of us, we need to realize what a, what a resource God has placed in our lives. Every time I'm able to get a hold of one of my grandkids, which is regular, and I'm so gr- glad for it, I mean, they got their, I, I, you know, even when I'm in the swimming pool and they got their arms around me and they're holding on to me and they're, you know, they're trying to get secure about not sinking in that water. You know what I'm doing when they're playing? I am praying. Because I'm aware that there's a warfare going on for the hearts and the minds of these great assets that we have. They're our greatest asset. We need to baptize them. We need to teach them. We need to train them. We need to disciple them. We need to encourage them. We need to validate them. We need to dedicate them at this altar. And and listen, discipling means it takes time and effort, money and energy and focus. But they're worth it. We have to make disciples. Make make effort. Not just by what we say, listen to me, by how we live. I told you I'm going to challenge you this morning. 
Not just by what we say, but by what we do. I am believing that we are going to see our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren planted in the house of the Lord, blossoming and growing. They're going to be like a, like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Their seed shall not fade or wither. Their, their leaves shall not fade or wither. And whatever they do will prosper and be successful. And I'm not just talking about your biological children. I'm talking about your family, your nieces, your nephews, all of those that God has put in your life to influence. Somebody say amen and help me this morning. We need to build generational bridges. Start thinking outside your own peer group. How can I help? What can I do? Because each generation should be able to build on the legacy of the last. We shouldn't have to start over. Sometimes we can overestimate what we can do in in a day and we underestimate what we can do in a lifetime. I'm going to tell you something. We're going to keep coming after them. Keep coming after them. Keep coming after them. Keep coming after them. We're not going to stop. We're not going to back up. We're not going to ease up. We are not going to let up. We are not going to let the devil. We are not going to let culture. We are not going to let political correctness and the lies of the enemy have our children, our great-grandchildren. In Jesus' name, they belong to the kingdom of God. Devil, you cannot and will not have our children. You will not have them. We're making that declaration. We're going to keep coming after them. But I want you to declare today, everybody say with me, legacy Legacy. starts with me. me. What is God working on you about? Now, I want you to think, today's different. We shouted and screamed and hollered, and I ran all over this building last week. But today is a little different. What is God speaking to you about? What is God challenging you with? What is God working on you about? Because, you know, you ask ask yourself a question, what does God want to make me? Is it a great father? You know, I don't want to preach all over the world and do all these things and yet not be known as a father that loves his kids, loves his children. I don't want to do it. I have no desire for that. Is he working on you about being a great father, a husband, a giver, a leader? What is God saying to you? Here's the point I'm making. Whatever God is challenging you in, Whatever he's wanting to take you up to another level in, in your life. Whatever God is making you, it is for the sake of those around you and behind you, not just you. See, part of the problem that we have in culture and in society today is, I'm number one, it's about me. And whoever's coming behind me, too bad. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to spend what I want to spend. I'm going to live like I want to live and forget those who are coming behind me. That is not God's way. So we're legacy-minded. It's not just about you. God blesses us to be a blessing. If you've been here for any length of time, you know that. But here's what I'm saying. For many of us, listen to me. 
decide to be the first in your family. That's what being a legacy means. Be the first in your family, but not the last. In fact, I won't, let's say it. Everybody declare it. I will be the first, but I won't be the last. Others are going to follow me. God is going to raise them up. I will and they will leave a legacy. Come on. You ought to give God praise over that. Genesis chapter 12. I have preached out of this and I keep getting more and more and more out of it. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land I will show you and I will make you. God's doing the making. He says, I'm going to make you a great nation. If you'll let me, Abram, I'm going to work in your life and I'm going to make you into a father. I'm going to make you into what you need to be and who you need to be. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. Not Abram, go make your own name great. I'll make it great. You'll be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Lot went with him. He was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go into the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to a place of Shechem. Uh, as far as the terebinth tree of Moray, and uh, they passed through that land, and the Canaanites were there in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. Boy, this is powerful. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Abraham began a legacy of worship for his children. Father and father figures. Real men, real father figures are not ashamed to worship God publicly. Abraham, Abram built an altar where everybody could see it. I wish every man in the house would say with me, I'm not ashamed to lift my hands and worship my God. Give him a clap offering in this house. But listen, beyond that, we're talking about a legacy. Abram became the first in his family. Are y'all with me this morning? Abram was an idol worship. His family was an idol worshiping family. He became the first in his family. And again, it goes back to, you'll find God is legacy minded. He talks about, I am the God of Abraham and Jacob. And in Genesis 17, he told Abram, he said, I'm going to make you a father. God saw Abraham as a force of faith, even while he was still worshiping idols. 
Now, this ought to give hope to some of you who your children are out there. They're back there. They're over there. God saw Abram as a man of faith when he was still in the land of worshiping idols. I am releasing a prophetic word over you and your house this day. They may be back there now, but God is going to bring them out. And they're not going to worship idols any longer. They're going to worship at the altar of God. Their grandchildren, your grandchildren are going to be dedicated in the house of God. They're going to be baptized in the house of God. They're going to see the glory of God. God will bring them out. I want everybody to confess with me this morning. God will bring them out. Let's say this. God will bring them in. But I've got eight minutes left, and here's what I want to, here's the point I want to drive across. God became the Father's prophetic voice in Abram's life. God prophesied over Abram as his father. He became a fatherly prophetic voice. In Abram's life. Turn to Genesis chapter 35. Let's see, I didn't have to break this new Bible in sooner than I thought. In Genesis chapter 35, one of the most subtle and overlooked powerful passages... In all the word, I believe, especially for what we're talking about today. And let's begin in Genesis chapter 35 and look at verse 16. It's talking about Jacob and and his family. But in verse 16, then they journeyed from Bethel. And when there was uh, but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel travailed in childbirth and she had hard labor. Verse 17, now it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said to her, do not fear for you will have a son, This uh, also a son. Verse 18, and so it was when her soul was departing for she died that she called his name Ben-Ani, but his father called him Benjamin. Rachel who was dying, who was hurting, who was in her own pain and suffering. In that moment of pain and suffering, attached a name to her son out of her pain, out of her agony, out of what she was going through and where she was, she attached a name to her son, Ben Ani, which means... Son of my sorrows. Listen, church, we need to be careful and mindful of scarring our children with our pain. Stop scarring your children with your pain. Sometimes when life hasn't done you right, When everything hasn't worked out, if you aren't careful, you will pass your bitterness on 
and your pain on to your children. That's not the legacy that we want to leave. But watch this. This is so powerful. But in that moment, God raises up a father and a prophet. A father and a prophet who says, no. He shall not be called Ben-Ani. He shall not be called son of my sorrows. No, I will fulfill my fatherly role. I will fulfill my priestly role. I will fulfill my prophet role in my household and over my family. And I will not allow this son to be called son of my sorrows. I'm stepping in and I'm stepping into my office. And he says, you shall not be called Ben-Ani. You shall be called Benjamin. You know what Benjamin means? Son of my strength. Son of my right hand. Woo, my God, I want to stop and preach, but I don't have time. And because he prophesied over him, listen, the powerful thing about it is out of him comes the kings of Israel. I said there is royalty. You are not son of my sorrow. You are son of my right hand. You are son of my strength. And I declare over you, my son, out of you shall come royalty. Out of you shall come blessing. Out of you there shall be a dynasty that shall come forth that shall declare the glory of God. Prophesy over your children. Prophesy over, oh my God, are y'all getting a hold of this this morning? He speaks to who he can be and who he can become. And here's what I'm saying in all of this. Speak to your destiny, not your predicament. Speak to their destiny, people. Hear me. Prophesy to their destiny. Are you going to allow the devil to rule and reign and the enemy to take control? Or are we going to rise up and start calling things that be not as though they were? In Jesus' name, speak to their destiny, not their predicament. Speak to their deliverance, not to their addiction. Because that's what God does to us. Speak to their destiny, not their predicament, like God does to us. In other words, to begin to prophesy over them, bless God, Lord, I thank you. They know they're better than this. God has something better for them than this. God has something for them. You have got to uh, uh, begin to release over them and see in the spirit. Begin to prophesy over them. You are not a loser. You are a winner. God has plans for you. God's going to take you places. Begin to rise up and be that prophet. And here's the thing. Listen to me. Boy, I got one minute. Don't just preach at them. 
prophesy over them and into them. The last thing they need to hear a lot of times is, you no good. What is the matter with you? You do everything wrong. Don't you see how you're living your life? What is the matter with you? And boy, I'll tell you what, it is hard not to do that when you're frustrated. But instead of preaching at them, prophesy over them and prophesy into them. Are there any prophets in this house? I said, are there any prophets in the house this morning? See it in the spirit. Prophesy over them and into them. Most people have never had anybody speak over them who they are in God. When you come to this house, you're going to get a dose of it. You're going to get a double dose of it. You're going to get it every Sunday. You're going to get it every time I open my mouth. I am not going to tolerate the devil working a number on us when we're going to find out who we are in God, what God says about us. And listen, the bottom line is this. Everybody in the world can say what they want. Everybody in your past can say what they want. The bottom line is what God says about me and who God says I am rules and reigns in my life. It's going to rule and reign in my children. It's going to rule and reign in my sons and daughters and everybody that's coming after me. I am going to be and you are going to be the first of many who will follow with a legacy of faith. Somebody say, I receive it. God. So, since most people have never had anybody really prophesy over them and speak over them who they are, today we're going to gather with our kids, as many of them as we can, and we're going to prophesy into their lives. Because here's here's the thing. It is never too late to be a godly father. God can turn it around. And I know some of you are thinking, but you don't understand There have been bridges burned in my life, and they're inseparable. They're irreparable. Nothing is too hard for God. God can do it. Now, for many of you, you've got a legacy of faith. You've got a great family. But I'm going to tell you what. We've got to believe that all things are possible with God and that love never fails. I said all things are possible with God and love never fails. And so here's what we're going to do. If we can give out those cards now. Uh, I like, we got plenty of extras, so uh, as many as we can, let's get a hold of these cards. Father, father figures, families. I want every family to make sure you've got at least one. But we're going to have the extras that are left over at the, at the desk. And this is not a one and done deal. You need to not just do this today. You need to do it every day. Those Bibles that I imparted to my sons were prayed out of year after year after year after year over those boys' lives. I spent hours praying out of those Bibles over my two sons. So if you've got family, you can go get with them. Uh, get it there in the foyer if you've got kids. Uh, but now we're not going to be limited by just who's here. God's Spirit is not bound and held captive by distance. His spirit can work wherever they are. But for those that are, that are here, we'll, I want you to get with your family, get with your kids, get with your teenagers. Uh, when they get in here, hopefully is J12 in here. Are they already here? J12, 
somebody let me know. Robbie, is J12 already here? Okay, yeah, J12, you guys get with your family. And I know this is, this is kind, of, kind of different, but you need to try to get with your family if you can, as much as is possible. And uh, we're just going to take a minute and do that. And if you need to go to the foyer and pick up your kids, go do that right now. And then we're going to speak the blessing over them. We're going to prophesy over them. We're going to move into that arena of being a prophet. And we're going to see God do great things. Wow, this is awesome. Look at this. Now, some of you need to stay and do it in faith over the kids that are not even in this place. But gather on in here as much as you can, unless uh, we're going to get you, still get you out early. You can go have a great, great day with dad. Wherever. Amen. This works for kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, everybody that we're believing for. In your family, some of you need to step into that father figure role. Not just for your kids, but for those that God puts in your life. Thank God for people that he put in my life. Made a difference for me. And started a legacy in my life that I'm able to pass on this morning. Keep these cards and pray them over your family on a regular basis. I'm telling you, these kind of things will make a huge difference. A huge difference. Did you get something out of the Word this morning? Say amen. Amen. I hear them. Ah, that's the sound of life. That's the sound of legacy. And I'm just telling you right now, listen, we're coming after your kids. I said, Jesus is coming after your kids. The kingdom of God is coming after your kids. We won't back up. We won't ease up. We won't stop and we won't let up. We're going forward and we're coming after your kids. We're going to see them fulfill their God-given destiny tied to the house of God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I think we're about settled in. We still got some coming in. Praise the Lord for that. What a great scene this is. This is really, really great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, God bless. Good morning, young fella. Good to see you. Amen. Always good to have the Howes family. Amen. In the house. (laughs) How good it is. Wow. We're good to go, I think, pretty much. All right. Now, I'm going to stand in proxy today, too. For some of you that don't have anybody, maybe you don't have family here, uh, I'm going to stand in as a father in the house, as a father in the house, to speak to you and to your family. And over you, I just want you to know I'm with you. God's for you. We love you. And I'm standing in that role and believing God with you. You are precious and valuable and beautiful. And uh, God's got a great plan for your family. Somebody say amen and help me this morning. My goodness. All right. Now, now that everybody's all settled in and comfortable, let's stand up. And we're going to say it and declare it. 
Guys, if y'all put that on the board, uh, on the screens, but let's follow along. It's called your father's blessing. Again, a father is somebody who fills that place. Take these cards and let's declare it together. Here we go. My child, let's do it again. My child, I love you. You are special. You are a gift from God. I thank God for allowing me to be a father to you. I bless the day. Say it again. I bless the day you were born. Let's all say it. I bless the day you were born. I bless you to grow into the person God created you to be. I bless you with the healing of all wounds or abuse that you have suffered. I renounce and break every negative word ever spoken over you. I bless you with overflowing peace. The peace that only the Prince of Peace can give. A peace beyond comprehension. I bless your life with fruitfulness. Good fruit, much fruit, and fruit that remains. I bless you with success. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are blessed and not cursed. I bless you with health and strength of body, soul, and spirit. I bless you with overflowing prosperity, enabling you to be a blessing to others. I bless you with spiritual influence, for you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. You are like a tree planted by rivers of water. You will prosper in all your ways. I bless you with a depth of spiritual understanding and a close walk with your Lord. You will not stumble or falter, for the word of God will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. I bless you with pure and edifying relationships in life. You have favor with God and man. I bless you with abounding love. You will minister God's comforting grace to others. You are blessed, my child. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you from the torments of fear and anxiety. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you with his power. Let's say that again. May he cause his face to shine upon you with his power and love, and may he give you a sound mind. Through his perfect love, may God give you grace to cast out fear. May he lift his countenance upon you with freedom as you tell him every detail of your need in earnest, thankful prayer. And may he give you his peace that surpasses understanding as he keeps your heart and mind safe through Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.